0: The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas.
1: Are you between a rock and a hard place? it's more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Cost Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin. And we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local, you will dial seven. 7- 702 to join in on our discussion today. Again, 702-650-5588. If you want to join in our discussion, have a comment, have a praise report, question, we'd love to hear from you. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you, which is 800-366-8883. I say again, calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you, which is 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website, so we'd like to say hello and God bless. Brother Vernon and I just waved to you, and that web address is www.kkvv.com. We're also being streamed live. ...over our website, which is Save the Lost at All Costs. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, and recently we had Pastor Terry back on for two weeks, it was a blessing. We really encourage you to go to www.savethelostlv.org and click on the dates that you've missed. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you. The Gospel is always free on our watch. And if you have iTunes or you have an Apple device, we also are being archived uh, with no charge over at uh, iTunes. So again, look at Save the Lost at All Cost. Brother Vernon, we do have a toll free, excuse me, a cell phone number that you can dial, correct? That's to right. To listen in to KKVB and listen to us on the radio right now, would have, that be correct?
2: That's right. Uh, phone number is 563 999. 3194, once again, 563 3194 Call on your mobile device and listen in.
1: All right, and they can listen into to KKVV anytime. And on the AM dial, that would be KKVV 1060 AM. Now, we have a caller. Uh, we have an announcement, and then we're going to get into our topic today. Amen? Amen. So let's take the caller. Hello, you're on Save the Loss at All Costs. So God bless you.
3: Oh God bless you, Nina. Uh, I, I'm coming to all these realizations. I'm getting revelations and realizations. Uh, the reason they're not teaching the Dead Sea Scrolls and they don't want to go into it any further, uh, as far as what we teach from our Bibles, uh, having to do with the fallen angels, the control they have on on our planet and on our people, and constantly festering all these wars and and the bank the bankers, the banksters all the arms deals and and all these wars. Uh, In the Bible, they say the false gods were were actually eating the children. They were sacrificing our children. The babies were sacrificed. The firstborn were sacrificed. They were being used for food. And Halloween, look at Halloween, what Halloween is. And and then we have to deal with the... the, you know the 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 the, the islamo uh, moon the moon symbol mm
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know all of this is falling all these pieces are falling together uh we've got turncoats within our own country our own government that work with these evil people and uh i don't know if you believe in hybrids or or uh, uh where they can change form but but this is this is the world of satan we call him the devil and satan These are the fallen angels, and our churches and and our government are are keeping too many secrets. I even believe they invented some of these religions. So uh, this is what I had to say today. Uh, It is a war. It's a war in heaven, and it's a war on earth. And God bless our archangels for fighting the war in heaven, but we we need to start standing up for, for the truth and for the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach and Mother Mary and all the saints and angels that are fighting the war here on earth as well as in the heavens. And praise well, the Lord God Almighty.
1: Amen. Well, we appreciate your passion, brother. We appreciate, um, you know, your exhortation today. I'm sure that uh, it touched some people. And at the end of the day, we are committed to the word if we are his children. And this should not well, catch us by surprise. You know, there there is a real, real... Uh, statement that has to be made, you know, by us. And the thing is, is that we we have to make the statement and we have to study the word. We have to be in line with what God is telling us. And at this particular time, either you're a believer or you're not. And there has to be evidence of that. So all this has been prophesied. This is not catching anybody by surprise who has been staying in their word. And God will judge those. You know, those who say that they're doing his work, he will judge those. He, you know, he says, vengeance on mine. I will repay. This is not catching him by surprise. Don't get yourself uh, in fake battles and lose what you have and be distracted stay where you need to be be obedient to the holy spirit i promise you this will be addressed and it is being addressed even though we don't see it sometimes god is sovereign make no mistake he has not left the throne he is still on the throne he knows all he sees all he's everywhere at the same time and everyone whether they do something In commission or mission will have to give an account for what they do. Trust and believe because his word says it. Don't believe because I say it. His word says that. So uh, just keep doing what you're doing, brother. And I appreciate you. And you know I love you. Oh,
3: Oh. Oh, you're beautiful. God bless you. God God bless you more.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Amen. Well, we Amen. have a passionate brother there. Amen. Amen. He's, he's given us many warnings. And the thing is, is that we need to study the word. We really, really do. Amen. 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 So, Brother Vernon, we have an announcement and then we'll get to it. Amen.
2: Okay. From my church that I belong to, Bread of Heaven Christian Ministry, uh, this coming weekend, March 17th and March 18th is a women's conference. Uh, uh, Friday, March 17th. It starts at 5 o'clock. Um, March 18th, Saturday, starts at 1 o'clock. It's at Monaco Middle School. That's 1870 North Lamont Street here in Las Vegas. And if you can please attend and support, the conference is free. So there's no worry in that area. And if you have any questions, you can call 702-978-1299.
1: Please give that number again, brother.
2: 702-978-1299. Women's Conference this coming weekend
1: and we pray and we pray in the name of Jesus that lives will be transformed amen. and they will become closer to God and do God's will and do his work amen amen, amen. all right so brother Vernon it's wonderful to see you back amen. i missed I'm glad you. To see you i'm too. glad you had a wonderful time and you did what you were supposed to do and god brought you back so thank you jesus brother amen. Vernon is back and i'm sure you blessed a lot of people with your presence amen thank and your you. testimony how about that amen because he gave it to you, your testimony, Vernon,
2: about the green grass,
1: <laughs> about walking with the Lord,
2: <laughs> walking with the Lord, and,
1: and, 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 and increasing in your healing, oh, in your deliverance. That's you, you
2: always do, you have
1: a testimony, and I'm sure you shared it with some people.
2: That's always I'm. It's um, it's the, what I shared today was that it's not by my by me at all. It's by the grace of God. The um, it's not by my works, um, and I'm always talking with him, but you caught me off guard there but I'm, all, I'm always talking with God and it's him not me you know I always ask him to save him me from myself because Vernon will get Vernon in trouble at you're, any given you're, moment you're
1: a vessel you're his creation
2: no, that's what I want to be that's that's so, it
1: so I, I receive that in your humility Okay. You get no argument here. I love your humility. Amen. Right. I have a lot
2: of testimonies, but that that's the main one. Dude. Right, God right. runs my life, and, and I need to be obedient.
1: Okay, well, sounds good. Well, what we're going to be talking about today is what Jesus taught about tithing and giving. We're going to go straight to the Word of God for that. Again, our topic today is what Jesus taught about tithing and giving. There's a lot of stuff that's going out in the houses of God. Uh, In people's uh, own beliefs and thoughts and how things are done and what he said, what he didn't say. Well, the thing is, to clear that up, brother, we're going to go straight to the Word of God. Amen. And there are those who like to put people in a position to where they're feeling very guilty because they don't know some things. And the thing is, is that you don't have to stay not knowing. You can see it and read it for yourself. And that's what we're here to encourage you to know it and read it for yourself. So we are going to look at one particular verse of scripture where a lot of people have been confused. So let's go to the book of Malachi. Brother Vernon, and we're going to go to... Chapter 3, verse 10. We're going to the book of Malachi. You know, that's all the way at the end of the Old Testament. So let's go to the book of Malachi. And you're going to look at chapter 3 and you're going to look at verse 10.
2: Okay, from the New King James Version, book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it.
1: Okay. So first of all, you have to ask yourself, who is God talking to? Well, you're supposed to say, I'm so glad you asked, Sister Nina. Amen.
4: (laughs) I
2: was going to say Malachi, but... (laughs) God
1: was talking to the Israelites. Uh He was talking to those that he calls his people, which is also referred to as the house of Israel. Mm -hmm. And they had been very negligent and derelict in their duty because they had not been bringing enough food into the national storehouses that were used to feed the priest of Israel in The Levite tribe, they weren't allowed to own anything. They weren't supposed to have anything. Their whole job was to take care of God's house. So they did everything to take care of the temple. They weren't like everybody else. Most people had some type of agricultural that they were doing. But that was not the case. You had to subsist. You had to have food. You had to grow food. You had to have animals. The priests, that was not their concern. They weren't supposed to have that. So, in turn, the people were supposed to bring enough food into the national storehouses so that the priests would be able to eat. Well, guess what? They weren't doing that. So, what do you think the priests had to do? The priests had to become farmers. They had to actually grow Food to survive. So this is what God was talking about. Tithing had to do with agricultural things. People when they were tithing uh, man of God, they weren't tithing with money. You know they were dealing with agricultural items such as wheat, Barley, first fruits, grain Mm -hmm. offerings, etc. That's what they were tithing with. These tithes were given in support of the festivals that the house of Israel were required to attend and again, to provide food for the Levitical priest. If you will recall, Samuel was brought to Eli's house as a child and Eli's son's Were an abomination to God. Because when the people were bringing in the offerings. For the priest to make atonement. Which was Eli at the time. They were taking the very best. And was not even doing what they were supposed to. And they were also having sex with the women. Who were coming to pray. They didn't make it. They didn't bring money. So, like I said, it was agriculturally based. The type of things that they were bringing in. It said food. This is what he was talking about. Now, let's go to um, Psalm 82. And you're going to look at verses 6 and 7. And then we're going to go over to Proverbs 18. And then we're going to go over to Romans 4. So, we want to set this up first. And then we're going to go into specifically what jesus taught about tithing and what he taught about giving amen amen so you are going to go to psalm 82 and you're going to look at verses six and seven please
2: okay psalm 82 verse six i said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high seven but you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes
1: Okay, so when we look in the book of Genesis, and we see where God is talking about, he was creating man in our image, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. Okay, so um, that would be God that we know as Elohim. So, people call themselves gods. The, The people in Egypt were calling themselves gods. And... God said that he was a jealous God, mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to worship any other God. And what separates him from any other gods is his name is Yahweh. He's the most high God. There's nothing like him. So to try to equate yourself as a demagogue, that, you know, you're a God, but you're lower than the God. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make you a God. No. Because you can't do what God can do. Right. What power do you have? None. You, you're not on his level. You're not God of all creation. He has certain characteristics. He has certain things that he can do that nobody can do. Amen. Amen. And you don't work in the Trinity. You're not a part of the Godhead. You're not a part of the God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. So what does he say? He says, how are they going to die? Like men. And how do men die? Without the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? Sinners. Amen. And if you don't have a relationship, where's your final resting place, Brother Vernon? Down there. Well, hell. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Call it Call it what it is. Amen. And it says you'll fall like one of the Amen. other princes. Is he called the Prince of Darkness? Amen. So... Satan... <laughs> You, you you have no existence. There's no throne there. Amen. Amen. So we have to understand that as well. You know, people saying that they could speak things into existence. Really? You cannot do anything apart and separate from God. Amen. 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 You have no power. Amen. Only authority you have is what he gives you. Amen. But you never have any authority over him. Amen. And you never have his testimony. Amen. Period. Now let's go to Proverbs 18 and we're going to look at verses 20 through 21. So in in back to uh, as you're turning there back to uh, Psalm 82. This was a man crying out about the immoral the immoral judges and how they were governing the nation of Israel. He was crying out to God. The Most High God, Yahweh. Amen? Amen. He wasn't crying out to a man. He wasn't crying out to a king. Right. They couldn't do anything for him. He was crying out to the Most High God, Yahweh. Amen? Amen.
2: Amen. And
1: that they were addressing themselves as gods. We know that Pharaoh considered himself a god.
2: Yes, he did.
1: And there were many gods. A lot of them were polytheists they had many gods but the thing about us following the most high god he was mono he was one and he wasn't like anybody else and nor was anybody else like him you know there's a separation there's a definition so you know he's telling them you're men at the end of the day that's what you are doesn't matter what you call yourself that's what you are And you will die like a man. Amen? Amen. So you can't elevate yourself to a certain status because you say it. There's only one true and living God who is judging all the immortal actions of everyone. Amen? Amen. We as men and women do not have that capability. Praise God. Thank God we don't. Now, Proverbs 18, we're looking at verses 20 and 21.
2: Proverbs 18, verse 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit.
1: All right. So, this is not a promise. This is two truths. This is truth right here. Amen? Amen. So... The first is that our words do not dictate our destiny. Because if that was the case, then everybody would be speaking truth and following truth. Amen. How many times have people said they're going to do this and going to do that?
2: <laughs> Too many times. Do something else.
1: Just because it's spoken out of your no. mouth doesn't mean that it's going to come to pass. Amen. We should be concerned about the heart condition. Amen. 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 Because your heart denotes character. Amen. And talk is cheap at the end of the day. Yes, it is. It's not so much what you say is what you do. Amen. Because people say a lot of stuff. Always. Don't they, Vernon? Too much. <laughs> so uh, let's make sure that we understand that. Amen. And it displays. Remember I told you the condition of our hearts. Right. Right. That, that, that That's where it is, man of God. And our words will cause us to endure things that we shouldn't have to endure, right? Amen. Because we've made a choice, right? Amen. We're going to go over there and we're going to do that. That's not necessarily the best thing to do. Amen. But we spoke that thing into existence. Amen. Amen. Because we wanted to be God, right?
2: We wanted to have control.
1: Right. Right. And then once we realized we couldn't get ourselves out of jam, but guess what? That was the decision that we made. Right.
2: Because we thought the outcome we could control that as well. But all the outcomes is by God.
1: Now just because you're a smooth operator and a smooth talker and you know some these and thous does not make you godlike at all. No. Well, not at all. But some people are what? Food. hoodwinked played because they don't want to study they don't want to find things out it's not a secret god is not keeping secrets from us brother if we want to know we read his word and he will speak to us amen amen but we have to do it so this this passage here did it promise anybody long life money Good looks, a position in the church or in the community? Not at all. So the thing is is that we have to take responsibility for what we say in our actions. because God will help you with that. But if you oppose to him, What is it that you want him to do for you? He's going to let you do what you want to do.
2: Right. And most people, they want to do what they want to do. That's why.
1: So the the thing is, is that a lot of times uh, people feel that they can give a dollar amount and something is going to come to pass. Well, I gave this amount. Uh, Well, what are you trying to buy God? Now, you you might have bought that preacher. Mm -hmm. Or you might have got yourself a seat on a certain row. But how does that translate to God? You can't buy God, brother. You can't buy a blessing. He's in the blessing business. He is a blesser. Whether you acknowledge him or not. It has nothing to do with our actions. It has everything to do with who he already is. He's the same God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He doesn't change.
2: Amen. Thank God.
1: (laughs) Because what does it say about the poor? In his word, he says, the poor will always be with us. The sick will always be with us. The prisoner will always be with us. The sojourner will always be with us. The orphan, the widow. He's not asking for anybody's financial documents. Last time I checked, he's quite capable of taking care of all of us, whatever our condition is. And you have to ask yourself, what possibly could he be charging and why? He just asked that they bring the food into the storehouse to take care of his priests. Amen? Amen? He didn't ask for their money. When we look in Genesis one, doesn't it talk about a garden?
2: Amen.
1: Doesn't it talk about everything that was available in the garden and that he created it? So at last time I checked, he created the ground and the crops. And the water. And the people who actually plant. I don't know where money was involved in the creation. I, I didn't see it. Did you? Okay. No. You know, you let me know if I read something wrong there, no. brother. You're going you're gonna to set me straight, right? Amen. I All will. right. Let's go to Romans chapter 4, verse 17.
2: Okay. Romans chapter 4. Verse 17. Verse 17. As it is written... I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did.
1: Who who calls them?
2: God does. We don't.
1: Do you know at the time that he spoke that to Abraham, Abraham was not a father? Hmm. He was he Isaac wasn't born and before Isaac it was Ishmael, correct? Amen. He wasn't even a father, but told him, guess what? You're going to be the father of many nations. Isn't that something? Absolutely. So you can imagine in Abraham's mind, I'm not a father. And that's why Sarah was on him. And that Hagar situation happened. Uh-huh. Like, how could he say you're the father of many nations and you're not a father? We don't even have any kids. You know, Sarah questioned her ability to have children. She laughed. Well, that's when she was pregnant with Isaac. Well, before that, she had uh, had her husband go into Hagar mm-hmm, right. to produce mm-hmm. Ishmael. Okay.
2: That was before That God, was before God Ishmael, told
1: Ishmael is first. Okay. He was born first.
2: And then God told her after that that she would bear a son, want to be having a baby. Okay. I thought it, right. Okay.
1: Right. Okay. So, anyway, yes, Ishmael is older. Matter right. of fact, mm-hmm. Ishmael and his mother were told to leave. Right. Once right. he became here, uh, Sarah got mad and said, you know, basically, uh, you're spending too much time with them. Right. You have to understand Hagar was her servant. Mm hmm. And she told her husband, make a baby with my servant, because anything that's in the house belongs to the Lord, which Abraham was the Lord of the house. Amen. But that didn't work out. Remember, we talked about people speaking things into existence, doing things. That's not what God commanded. There are consequences. For doing things. And not waiting on God. Or not doing them as God has instructed us to do them. Amen? Amen. Okay. So the thing is, is that there wasn't no money involved. Did did Abraham have to pay for that blessing?
2: No. He sure didn't.
1: Did God tell him he had to even do anything? He said, this is what you're going to be. Right? Amen. That's what's going to happen. You, you got to just like be, wow. When God speaks something into existence, it's not. Anything that we can do to augment that, he said it, it's going to happen. So let's start looking about what Jesus is teaching about tithing. I wanted you know, our listeners to hear this and get an understanding about some things. And then what we're going to talk about now is going to uh, really bless them. So Brother Vernon, I believe you are going to go to Matthew 23, 23 first.
2: Matthew twenty three twenty three, and this is in red in my Bible, which means it's Jesus speaking. Woe to you, hip- scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law: justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done, without leaving the others undone.
1: That was a lot in one scripture. So, he has an audience that he's talking to, correct? Right. The scribes and the Pharisees. And he says, woe to them. He called them hypocrites. That's a very serious rebuke. Mm -hmm. And he tells them that they're paying tithe on some more agricultural items. However, they have neglected the weightier matters of the law. Justice and mercy and faith. So their minds and their hearts were showing the corruptible side. Amen. As opposed to the incorruptible side. Amen. It wasn't demonstrating kingdom, it was demonstrating rituals. And they were distorting that because guess what? They personally benefited from it.
2: Amen. They did.
1: So we have to look at this. People do things a lot because they want a personal benefit. So there's some belief that either they don't deserve it. They're not going to get it. You're not moving fast enough or they've been misled. Mm Mm-hmm. The heart is not in the right condition. Amen? Amen. So that was very, very powerful, Brother Vernon. Now we're going to go to Luke 11 42.
2: Okay, hey, Luke 11 42. It's still in red lettering, which is Jesus speaking. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs, and pass by justice and the love of God, these you ought to have done without leaving the others undone.
1: So that, that that backs up mm-hmm. what we just read. We're mm-hmm. going to take a call at this time. Hello, you're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey,
0: so I happen to be everywhere I can talk to you now. I know you guys are talking about tithing. I was doing some errands, and um, I just would like to leave you with a simple um Uh, formula when it comes to tithing, because most people think you give your whole tithe to a local congregation, and they're not aware that within that tithe, that one tithe, that one 10%, they're actually uh, for for offerings. Okay. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I'll I'll go slow. It's just you you take 10% out of whatever you make, that's out of your increase, because it says whatever you sow, you can't sow what is not there. So it's not out of the gross, it's always out of the net, what you actually bring in and you take that only 10% out of that, you live off the 99%, okay? You set aside that 10%, you take a half of that 10%, and that goes to your, wherever you're fellowshipping, That's half of that 10%. And then you take a tenth of that same one 10%, and that goes to whoever, whoever the minister or whoever the teacher is of the congregation. Then there's also a, a two-tenths that goes to the poor people and the widows, and then you have another two tenths that was supposed to be used for you when you go up to Jerusalem for the feast, which is the final ten percent. That two, it's two tenths of the ten percent. And when you calculate it all together, you come up back to your your uh, your original ten uh, percent. So if that makes any sense to the people, and that way they won't be over overly stressed because you have to give if you if you tithe in the way that the Holy Spirit and what's written in the Scripture, not according because you will often hear them teach and say, "Oh, there." You know, the Jews always tithes. they were four. they tithe four times. Yeah, but that, that four ties was always in that one tenth. It was not a tenth and then you give more, you, you've given your tithe and all of a sudden you got something for the building fund. You no, know, it's all within that ten percent. So, and hope I didn't go too fast because one of the sisters told me years ago, because I had that um, same uh, problem with tithing, thinking, okay, you give ten percent, it goes to the whole local congregation. And then they're still asking, you got a building fund. we you got a poor people's fund, it's all in the 10% mm. that you take out of. If you make $100, take $10 out, and within that $10 is four offerings. You have the tithe to the congregation, like I said, to the pastor, to the poor people and the widows, and also when it says in your scripture, it says, eat the tithe, that's what it's talking about, that other two-tenths of that tithe, what you would have to use when you go up to Jerusalem. That, that would be where we talked about the people going to
1: the festivals, correct? Yes, ma'am.
0: Yes, ma'am. And you take that, it's two-tenths. If you got $10, two-tenths of that, that will be $2 out of that $10. Right. That's what you would, if you made $100. Okay. And you know, that's just, that's very simple. You take, if you take that $10 and you, you divide it in half, which is $5 plus a dollar, which would go to the local congregation and whoever that pastor is. And then the other two tenths would go, which is another two dollars, go to if you wanted to help a poor person off somebody that's in need. You have you have it to give. That's what they call it, own. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last two tenths of that ten dollars is for you when you go up to the feast, and you can buy whatever you want with. That's called eating your tithe. And when you calculate that two plus two plus seven or the six, and you get your ten dollars, that's how it is. It's not giving a total ten dollars to the congregation, and then you still wanted they're, they're wanting more money. That's how a lot of churches there it's like in, in the in it for the money it's like money hunger what the scripture talks of uh, when mm-hmm. you um, you uh, you the people are giving out of not out of love but out of obligation just, compulsion yes yes distress but right. when they have to, hmm. if you make a hundred just take ten dollars out of that hundred and out of that ten dollars is what your point of giving it's to you it's to the local congregation it's to those that are in need Amen. and you live off the ninety percent pay your bills or whatever from that.
1: All right, we're going to keep studying. Yes, ma'am. And uh, we appreciate uh, what you gave us today. Amen? Yes, thank you guys for receiving it. All right, we love you. Love you too, All right, bye-bye. All right, Brother Vernon, we are going to go to Luke. Uh, you just read 11.42, 42. so we're in Luke eighteen nine through 14,
2: correct? Correct, and that's chapter 18 of Luke, starting with verse 9. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves and that they were righteous and despised others.
1: Say that. Say that again.
2: Verse 9. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others.
1: So they were deceiving themselves. That's right. Because they were self-righteous, correct? Amen. Amen. They're trusting in themselves, Mm -hmm. and they're despising others. Amen. So uh, let's hear the parable.
2: Verse 10, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Verse 11, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. 12, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Verse 13, And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted.
1: Wow, a different heart condition, totally, in praying. I don't even think the other person... The Pharisee even had his eyes closed. Hmm. I think he was looking around who he can cast judgment on. Right. Sitting in the seat of God.
3: Right.
1: Unbelievable. Well, Brother Vernon, that's all Jesus taught about tithing. That's it. That's it. But what's important is giving. Amen. Amen. So let's look about giving. Because you have to have a certain heart condition in order to give. Amen? Amen. So, he kind of let us see a little bit into that. Because they definitely had different heart conditions. Would you agree?
2: Amen. Yes. All
1: right. So, let's look at this. And there are a lot of people who were not Jewish. Amen? Amen. That Jesus was reaching. And they were considered Gentiles. They were not from the house of Israel. They were non-Jew. Amen? Amen. So let's go to Matthew 5, and let's look at verses 23 and 24, please.
2: Matthew 5, starting in verse 23. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you. 24. Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift.
1: So, Brother Vernon... There is a condition as to how God accepts your gift. Correct? Amen. So we have to be reconciled with our brother before he accepts our gift. Amen. Because he does not want a gift that is associated with strife. Amen. He didn't give us any gifts associated with strife. When we read how God created the earth, were any of his gifts and blessings associated with strife, man of God? Hmm. So to honor him is to make sure we have the right heart, heart. condition. Amen. We are told to pray for our enemies, correct? Amen. We are told to love our enemies. Right. We're not told to judge our enemies. That's his job. That's right. So let's look at. Verse 42, we're still in chapter 5, correct?
2: Yes, we are. Verse 42, give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away.
1: Obviously, there are going to be some people in need, correct? Amen. And when they come to you in need, we should be willing to give to, give to them. Amen. Amen? Amen. And should not turn them away. Amen. There are plenty of people in our own families, brother, that have come. I have come and Amen. have asked. Amen. And I have been blessed. Amen? Amen. And there are those who wouldn't help. Amen. But thank God there are those who did. Yes. And mm-hmm. sometimes I wasn't in a position to help. Amen. But I would point them in the right direction when I could and pray for them. Amen. Amen. You know, at any given time, we are we can find ourselves in need. Amen. Amen. But we should have the right heart condition. Amen. Absolutely. So this is very important to talk about giving here. Matthew six, we're looking at verses one through four.
2: Okay, Matthew six, uh, verse one: Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them; otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Verse two. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory for men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Verse 3, but when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. 4, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly.
1: So... We had the phone call about giving under compulsion. Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of worship environments where people are running around and getting acknowledged for doing something that God says that that's not how you should do it. Right. Because he will reward you. Right. You know, do it because you want to do it and not to get recognized recognize. for it. God does so many that things rates. for us. We can't possibly keep up with all the things that he's done for us. Amen. Amen. And he doesn't say, you know, that uh well you got to do this, this and so. It's because of who he is. Amen. Amen. All by himself, brother Vernon. So, I don't know how many houses of God that really need to take that scripture to heart. Amen? Amen. It should be a real humble time because they are scaring people and they are making people feel really bad. Everybody doesn't have a certain amount to give. That's Amen? True. But just That's that true. they showed up and wanted to hear God's word and to be encouraged. and to see how God's family operates. Right. That's tremendous. We only get one time to make a first impression. Right. Amen.
2: Right. Right.
1: They're God's sheep. These are his lambs. Amen. And you're going to have to give an account for what you do or not do. Amen. Amen. So let's go to chapter 19, please.
2: Hey, chapter 19, verse 21 through 30. 21, Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. 22, But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. 23, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. 24. And again I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. 25. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? 26. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. 27. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? 28. So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. 29. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. 30, but many who are first will be last, and the last first.
1: Wow, spells it out, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs. Sorry to keep you waiting.
4: Well, I don't, I didn't want to keep you waiting too long. There, there are two things. Uh, the lady with the formula, uh, you probably couldn't say it, but God doesn't work with formulas. He has truth. And you mentioned the one. Good thing I hadn't thought about it in a while, but when you talk about that going taking your gift to the altar and if you have an ought his uh, friend, go over to that one and then come back because you wouldn't be given with the right uh, heart.
1: Amen. And
4: so that person if he did give the gift anyway, then God would not bless him. Now let's get to first Timothy five eight. Amen. Paul was Paul was instructing Timothy and he said in First Timothy five eight, says, if a man will not take care of his family, he's denied the faith, and he's worse than an infidel. Now the Apostle Paul said, "You take care of your family," and then he goes and he gives instructions on on to give regularly, give it a certain amount, mm-hmm. and in by faith. And that's what they do in our church, and we've never in because I don't want a penny from people who are trying to make their mortgage payment sure. because if they aren't able to make it the church doesn't give it back to them you're
1: right mm-hmm. and that
4: would, and that would take care of everything Nina I love your teaching and I don't agree with everything and that then you know I sure <laughs> none of us. But I sure enjoy your program. In fact, there was another program that was my favorite, but you have become my favorite. Well, you
1: know, I love you, too, and I appreciate that. And uh, the sister that spoke earlier, she was talking about in the Old Testament. But when we look in the New Testament, if you stay with me, uh, Pastor Terry was kind enough to uh, remind me. And we should go to 2 Corinthians, and we should go to Chapter 9, and we should look at verses uh, 5 through 7. Right. Excuse me, that would be verses 6 through 7. Yeah. So let's yeah. look at that, um, Brother Vernon. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Uh, we're looking at verses 6 through 7. And what Brother Charlie also has to uh, understand, and I know he knows, is that Timothy was being prepared to be a shepherd. He was going to take over the churches. So this is a pastoral teachings. And you know, for those who are head of churches, those who are pastoring, those who are elders, you know, you have to really, really take in account what this says because you're coming directly in contact with God's sheep. And you're gonna yes. to have to give an account for how you are teaching them, how you are modeling Christ, and what you're putting the emphasis on.
4: Right. And I I, uh, I just put it this uh, The things in uh, Malachi chapter 3 and those those, uh, strict regulations they put on you. And if you don't do it, then God's going to curse you. I don't know if God ever cursed one of his believers. Uh, Well, the thing (laughs) is, is
1: that the audience that he was speaking to were those who were supposed to take care of his priests and it was all agricultural it was nothing about money the priests had to stop working in the temple and taking care of god's business and become farmers so that they could eat it was, it was pure survival. It's just yeah. like when we don't take care of the widows, when we don't take care of the orphans, when we don't take care of the sick, the poor, the prisoner, it is a direct reflection of our heart condition. Now, right. we have been instructed as believers, we say we're going to keep his commands. We're going to follow his commands. He tells us to go forth, you know, with his commands, teaching them, keeping them. It's one thing to teach, but it's another thing to keep. That's why he called the scribes and the Pharisees, hypocrites when it came to tithing, because they forgot the weightier things, like mercy, like faith, amen, Amen. the law, and and, and justice, because he's the righteous God, amen?
4: Right, and that was before he ever went to the cross.
1: Exactly.
4: uh, He's he's, he's the great teacher. He's he's the rabbi. And I like that one where you said, and and some of those Pharisees are looking around (laughs) to see who they could nail next.
1: Right, right. You know, that's my, they, they couldn't now, even pray correctly because they were so busy <laughs> being self-righteous. They deluded themselves.
4: Hmm. Okay, one one other thing, because you're getting down to the end. Yes, sir. And when he was talking about widows, it was widows indeed, not the ones that could take care of themselves.
1: Exactly, because some widows and, come well, with a pension; their husbands took care of them. That's Amen? Right. Amen.
4: Right. Okay. Well, Nina, you keep it up. You keep up the good work. You keep me thinking all the time while well, i'm here god working. Bless you.
1: and you keep you keep humbling me and letting me know you don't always agree but you know what <laughs> we we are going to agree on the word of god how about that amen
4: yes we're going to agree on that That's so what we're you going to agree you, on. you keep up the good work
1: all right i love and you, you and brother thank you right
4: i love you too nina all
1: right thank you
4: okay bye-bye
1: i love that That's charlie nice. won't let me get the big head i appreciate it god bless <laughs> so you charlie nice. So we're in 2 Corinthians, we're going to chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, amen?
2: Amen, verse 6, with this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Verse 7, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of a necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver.
1: How about that? Amen. Amen. Again, Mm -hmm. it comes down to a heart condition. Amen. Mm -hmm. So we are going back to Matthew. Uh, We're looking at verse 19 and we're going to go verses. uh, I don't know if we can, uh, no, we already did uh, 25, excuse me, Matthew chapter 25, 35 through 40. I think we can get that done.
2: Matthew 25, verse
1: 35 through 40. Yes, sir.
2: Okay, verse 35, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. 36, I was naked, and you clothed me, and I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. 37, Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, and feed you, or thirsty, and give you drink? 38, When did we see you, a stranger, and take you in, or naked, and clothe you? 39. Or when did we see you sick or in prison and came to you? 40. And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me.
1: Giving it's a heart condition. Amen. And when you're so self-righteous and have such purpose in your own self, you overlook these And these are the ones we need to pay close attention to on any given day. It can happen. And if we can't take care of our own, you know, God help us. So we have been talking about what Jesus was teaching on giving and tithing. Obviously, we ran out of time. We are going to have to continue this to uh, a part two, brother, because we have some more scriptures to read on giving. We love you. We appreciate the caller calling in. I can't take your call. I'm down to the last 30 seconds. But if you hold on once the program ends, I will come out and I will speak to you. So, Dale, you make sure you hold that that brother or that sister. I'd love to talk to him. I appreciate uh, that God moved on their heart at this particular time. Well, Vernon, it's time to say what?
2: Save the lost at all costs.
1: And please tune in uh, next week. And we love you for part two. God bless you.